This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. I'd like to welcome Mike Abito, and he is a professor of business economics and public policy here at Wharton. And he's going to talk to us about the Clean Power Plan, which is a signature accomplishment, I think, the Obama administration, uh, administration would say. And it's designed to limit the uh, carbon dioxide emissions from fossil fuel plants, such as oil-fired, coal-fired, natural gas-fired, uh, and, and doing that by setting a price uh, for those emissions. And uh, I think one of the big questions is, how do you actually do that? Do you do that from a federal level or a state level? And there's lots of rules and all of that that affect this. But the question is, are they efficient? Uh, and, and how much trouble does it cause the producers and then ultimately the consumers who would, uh, for whom it would be reflected in prices? So would you please... Um, talk about, and he's written a, a paper on this, of course, uh, that this is all based on, and could you give us a summary of what your research has found? Okay. First of all, thanks for inviting me to talk about um, this paper. Um, so basically, in this project, what we look at is the Clean Power Plan, which is the landmark um, uh, policy that would address, uh, of the Obama administration to address uh, CO2 emissions. And in this project, we're zeroing in on this issue of, although the Clean Power Plan is a federal level, is based on a federal level law, such as the Clean Air Act, um, implementation of uh, the Clean Power Plan rule is actually at the state level. So this fact that, you know, you have different jurisdictions coming up with different rules or coming up with different ways to implement the policy may actually create inefficiencies as opposed to being able to, you know, coordinate everyone at the federal level. So this is really what okay. we're studying in this paper. And what, what were some of the conclusions? What did you find as you looked into it? So what's interesting here is that with emissions, so we're looking at emissions coming from, as you said, coal-fired power plants. And so we focus on um, PJM, the Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland interconnection, which is basically um, a grid that is um, that covers or a wholesale market that covers um, uh, 13 states. And um, so firms who own elect uh, power plants, they produce across these 13 states. And then the electricity that they produce, they sell it in a single market. PGM, and then they get a single price. And what we recognize is that although CO2 emissions may be regulated at the state level, so let's focus on PGM. So there, let's say there's a CO2 uh, permit market for each state. So there are 13 markets. They can't trade among each other. That really sounds like a very inefficient scenario. But when a firm who owns plants, let's say in Pennsylvania and Delaware, is thinking about, you know, where should I produce? Okay, they're going to think they're going to look at the CO2 price in Pennsylvania and compare it with the CO2 price in Delaware, and somehow decide, okay, where should I produce based on these CO2 prices? So even though seemingly these are disconnected markets, the fact that you know, firms who participate in the single market for electricity actually make decisions that take into account the distribution of prices across states, somehow implicitly coordinates these separate markets such that, as we found in the research that we did, 
um, such that it actually alleviates or mitigates some of the inefficiencies of these separate markets. So, so a power company, regardless of uh, what state they reside in and what the rules are of that state, can easily, being part of this grid you're describing, uh, produce that electricity in one of the other states that's part of that exactly. grid. Exactly. So if, yeah. And so it doesn't, to, to them, they're, they're sort of indifferent to the regulation, except to the extent that they're going to produce it where uh, it's Cheapest. the least cost. Exactly. Right. So suppose you have two plants producing electricity exactly the same, mm -hmm. cost exactly the same. The only difference is that CO2 price in Pennsylvania is more expensive than, or it's higher than in Delaware. Then, of course, I'm going to move my production to Delaware. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is you're pretty much limited with how much you can reallocate output because, you know, the reason why probably prices in Pennsylvania is more expensive is because a lot of production is being made in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So you have big plants in Pennsylvania as opposed to small plants in Delaware. So it's like I can't really move majority of my output from Pennsylvania to Delaware because right. it's cheaper in Delaware. So here what we identify as the main mechanism in the paper is actually investment. And the fact that investment is the main mechanism has consequences in terms of, you know, what's going to happen to electricity prices, you know, because of how we design the policy. Mm -hmm. And so, so was this all to answer the question that we have these new rules, they're, they're imposing, they're, they're, it's a big change, uh, it's a big restriction on companies, and then maybe it was thought that it's causing even, even more ripples and problems because now it's got to go from the federal level to the state level and it's complicated and that's just churning up all this inefficiency you're talking about. So it was the purpose of the paper to show that, well, in fact, the way that the market is set up kind of bypasses all of that? In a way, it's it kind of has that message. So I guess we're, we're coming from the premise that having states coordinate and have a single market and agree on and have a consensus of how to design a single market is a difficult proposition. I mean, you could think about it with a bigger picture. Like, imagine, you know, you want to, we're all hoping for a global CO2 market. Right. But, you know, in order to have that, you have to have China, the U.S., each of these countries actually agree on the details of this market. Could that, take that a while. Could take, could a, take while. a while or even yeah. forever. What yeah. The point of the paper is that, okay, wait a minute, we, we, we don't need to really mm. aim for that, you know. We can actually, the fact that, you know, somehow we're talking about CO2 emissions, but it's coming from certain activities, as long as these activities are coordinated across these different entities, a big enough, different a big enough group coverage, of, then yeah. we can actually do something. So, yeah. uh, so, so that's interesting. So it's, it's kind of a hopeful message that, exactly. that you can actually... Um, you can actually apply some restrictions that will help keep carbon out of the atmosphere, and you, you, you don't need to have it coordinated internationally or even across the U.S. Uh, and these, these regions are already set up on grids that, that cooperate and coordinate because when one plant has a sudden demand and can't meet it, they there, there's a grid that they can draw exactly. on from an area that's not using exactly. it at the moment. So. Yeah. Although in the project, we're focusing on the PJM, which is... You know, PGM, just so we make Pennsylvania, sure. New Jersey, Maryland, right, okay. which is yes. well, the market that covers Pennsylvania. Yes. Okay. Although we're focusing on that, there are a bunch of regional markets in the U.S. As you said, they're actually still somehow interconnected. Right. Yeah. And as we talk about building infrastructure, which is uh, mm -hmm. something that both presidential candidates talked about, and now we, we, we have a new president <laughs> yep. uh, who presumably might follow through on that. Some of that could be 
on the electrical grid, which would mean different regions could be could more easily connect to each other, and that would create an even greater level of efficiency. Is that we don't address that in the project, okay. but it's one of the mm-hmm. things that uh, um, is uh, part of what we plan to look at in the future. Like, okay, you know, so that you'll, that's the kind of thing you look at in the future. Yeah. So what what surprised you when you started? Looking at this, did you come to the conclusion that you thought you would, or did, or did so it, actually, that a we were so we we kind of the basic economics is is there. We kind of understood the basic economics, but wh- how far? Because uh, so specifically, we're looking at we our primary focus was on electricity prices under state by state, which is you know having separate markets versus regional, where over PGM there's a single market. We were re- our hope. We understood the economics, but you know, once you go into the data, it might tell you something, something else. So we were hoping that you know, at least these are very the, the electricity prices under the state by state and regional are very close. In fact, that's actually what we found, mm-hmm. right? What surprised us a lot is that um, uh, profits are actually end up to be better in the state-by-state state as opposed to regional case. And that was really, in a way, surprising to us. And it's only recently that we actually understood what was happening. What, could you explain that? Like, yeah, because it's kind of counterintuitive in the yeah. sense that, you know, with the state-by-state, state, it seems that the laws are more stringent, yes. right, as opposed to the regional case. And the reason why you actually end up with higher profits with state-by-state state is that I mean it I mean this is not a general thing, but mm-hmm. it just so happens that, you know, given how much it costs to invest, what is your portfolio of plans and what kind of investments you can make, the fact that, you know, with with your current portfolio of plans, you're barely making any money. Okay? That's what we mean by, you know, um, basically the price that you're getting in the market is almost exactly equal to your cost. Okay? And these plants, once you introduce um, the CPP, the cost is going to go up. But demand for electricity is what you call, at least in the short term, is very inelastic in the sense that people are willing to pay, you know, almost any amount just to get that specific amount of electricity, right? So what's going to happen is that when costs go up, prices are going to go up in the same proportion, and people are willing to pay for that. But that creates a very strong incentive to invest. Okay, so once you invest, and the fact that you're investing in technologies that are cleaner and actually more efficient, that means that you know when you compare the existing plant's cost versus the new investment, the gap is like this. Mm-hmm. But then, because of stringent laws, this is actually going to go up. Mm-hmm. So the reward from investing is actually much higher. So is that to say that uh, that? These increased regulations actually provide an incentive to modernize. Exactly. So, okay. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, at some point in time, all of these coal plants are going to get retired. Right. Or going to be, or are going to. Yeah, their days are numbered. There's a number. What the C, um, a stringent CPP or a state by state CPP does is it basically makes it faster. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's Speeds it's going to give a really strong signal. Speeds up the retirement exactly. of these plants. Exactly. And and here. The underlying assumption in our models is that firms are profit maximizing. We're not coercing them to invest. We're not forcing them to invest. Mm-hmm. It's just that the reward from investing is actually much higher mm-hmm. with a stricter law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're producing electricity, um, it's not like there's a, a, a thousand different markets 
you can go to. You're wired into your location. Exactly. You're not going overseas. You're, you're not going to exactly. Mars. You're, yeah, you can't even store it. For you example. can't even store Once it. Once you produce it, it has to go there. Although that may change, right? With the batteries. With batteries and so. Okay. So you, said, you, you gave us one example of something you'll be looking at next. What else will you be looking at? So actually, what's interesting is that so I, I work with a bunch of co authors um, in this paper. Um, and I basically didn't sleep <laughs> this morning. I was watching the election, and the moment that um, uh, we got the results of the election, my, my co-author emailed, like, what's going to happen to the CPP? I so a little bit of background. So CPP right now, although it was the Clean Power Plan, although it was um, the final rule was put in the, in the Federal Register last year, around August, uh, around October 2015, in February 2016, the Supreme Court actually put a stay on it. So right now, the, the whether this clean power plan will actually push through depends on several things. One is who right. won the presidency, right. and uh, which we know already by now. Right. And so what's going to happen right. to the composition of the Supreme Court? What's going to happen to the EPA? So one of my co-authors was pretty worried about, okay, what's going to happen to the project? Right. <laughs> because if there's no CPP, then you know, why are we talking about this? Right. But I think our project, the fact that we're focusing on these separate markets, different jurisdictions, mm -hmm. as opposed to you know, a coordinated um, uh, way to regulate emissions, actually says something about this environment where we don't have CPP. So that's something that our current project has something to say about, mm -hmm. but we need to do more research. So what, what do I mean specifically? So suppose there's no CPP. Suppose the EPA gets abolished, mm -hmm. okay? There's no CPP, there's nothing. But individual states actually can act and decide mm -hmm. to regulate themselves, okay? As long as, you know, what if Pennsylvania and Delaware individually decide to regulate themselves, they might not be able to coordinate because they don't have this umbrella yeah. of the clean power plan, but they can do, you know, by themselves these kinds of initiatives. And we would be interested, uh, at least in future research, we would like to see, you know, whether this kind of investment and reallocation has the same, works in the same way in these kinds of environments. So, you know, it's something that... Uh, worth looking at it for the next few months. <laughs> All right, well, good luck with that. Maybe yeah. we'll have you back to talk about that. All right. <laughs> we get some results. Thank you for okay. coming. Thank you. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.